Hi, I'm Natalie. And I'm Chris. And, and this, this is, is the Paranormal, Paranormal Podcast. Podcast. And this week it is hotter than the underside of Satan's nutsack in Seattle. It is it's, not fun today. It is not pleasant. Not at all. I feel just like sweaty and gross. And that's just been like the entire day. Today's been very sticky. Yes. Oh, gross. It is super gross. Sorry, I'm fixating on that. But it is Chris's turn to be the listener this week. And I am... <sighs> Listening is going to be a rough one today. Was it insane in the membrane is what you gave me? Yeah, and that gives you some insane results, too. I see what you did there. <laughs> it's about to be a zany podcast. Hey, there we go. I, yeah. Consciousness is going to be rough, but the heat's just keeping me uncomfortable, so... It's this weird balancing act. I'm not happy with it. Well, I decided to choose something today that I knew would make me happy if I had to research it. So I'm hoping that it makes you happy if it's you're listening. some kind of cat. It is not. Okay. But it is animal related. Of course. Haunted foxes or sea otters? Okay, that sounds like a dream. But no. Okay, well, I'm done guessing, so you're going to have to going to oh. at some point it's the motherfucking mothman oh it's finally that time it's finally mothman time i was sitting here trying to figure out like you know we never really didn't or like i never did anything for pride month like i should probably do like a story that's like lgbtq plus and i was like well i don't know of any stories but i do know that all the gays love cryptids and i know this from experience as i am one of the gays <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to take your word on that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm that's just familiar like, with your wardrobe. That's just like a weird thing. A lot of gay people are just like totally into cryptids. Yeah, you have a handful of Mothman as my boyfriend. Perfumilia. I only have one shirt. Yeah, for but now. But I may have like two more that I'm ordering soon. It'll be fine. Don't mm -hmm. worry about it. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, so you want to learn about the Mothman? I mean... I guess you don't have a choice. <laughs> Love you too. Thanks. Love you too. Okay, so the very first sighting of the Mothman was on November 12th in 1966. And this is just like, makes it super creepy. It was a group of grave diggers who were working in a cemetery and they glanced up from their work when they saw just this like massive winged figure moving rapidly from treetop to treetop, hmm. which would scare the shit out of me. Was the Mothman wearing anything? I don't know. They just described it as a brown human being, which I just is kind of like weird. If you're a grave digger, you're in the grave and you look up, you think they saw his mothballs? Ah, uh, see what you did? That was a good one. I'm <laughs> fucked up. You're so fucked up. I can see it in your face. <laughs> okay, stay with me. So, that was on November 12th. Three days later, there were two couples who were in the same car they saw a white-winged creature about six to seven feet tall standing in front of the car that they were in. Creepy. Right? So Roger, Roger Scarberry and Steve Millette, who were the two guys in the car, they told the Point Pleasant Register, um, which is where this is, by the way, Point Pleasant, West Virginia. I don't think I said that. Anyway, they told the register that the creature had red eyes that were about six inches apart a 10-foot wingspan, and that it tried to avoid the headlights. So very, like, bug-like, but oh. also, like, human-like, too. Yeah, no, that's a very, like, weird description. Yeah, that's super weird. 
So there were other witnesses who also said that the creature was able to fly at high speeds. Some said it maybe uh, could have been moving like 100 miles per hour, which is fucking insane. Like, how do you even measure that? <laughs> I mean, you cannot outrun Mothman. I guess not. I mean, but here's the thing, though. You probably could outrun Mothman because... He also is a very clumsy runner, and people know this because he's, like, tried to run to keep up with their cars. <laughs> that is very oddly specific and kind of shitty. I mean, it kind of makes sense, though, because think about how, like, if it was, like, an owl running on the ground, it's, like, really clumsy, and it kind of, like... I don't think I've seen owls running. Really? Oh. They're, they just can look kind of derpy. I just feel like Mothman is just, like... I don't know, they kind of played it out to be, like, a very tall, like, kind of superhero-esque physique. Like, in yeah. an outfit, like a vulture, or, like, you know, almost like a Batman kind of thing. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm having trouble picturing Mothman flying at 100 miles an hour and then running like a baby trying to walk in its first few steps. But keep in mind that this is also, like, back when the fighting, the sightings first started. So, this isn't, like, the modern version of Mothman that we have now. Okay. Um, this was just, like... It almost looked like a bird mixed with a human. It was just like this really big creature that nobody really could pinpoint. That's weird. Sorry, I'm just incredibly uncomfortable right now. I know. We're going to be moving around. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so the Gettysburg Times actually reported eight more sightings in the three days after the cemetery sighting. So within three days, there were, what, 12 plus accounts which is a lot so is everyone actually seeing mothman or are they just trying to piggyback on like oh, oh i saw it too yeah yeah i want to well, i want to be cool i mean the thing is i mean it could have been that but at the same time it's three days that's a very short period and this is back in like 66 so it's not like everything was all over social media immediately there might not have been a lot of people who are really getting that news yeah because they were still on aol instant messenger right yeah Dark times, man. No, that was rough. That was so rough. So there's this guy who, uh, his name is ne Newell, Newell Partridge in Salem, uh, West Virginia. Does he, he like saw... fruits? Hmm? Does he like fruits? Maybe some figs? No, I was going to say, does he have like, does he think he grows them in his orchard or backyard? Why? Because he might have a pear tree. Oh, wow. Okay. I got you. Partridge in a pear tree. That was a good one. All right. Just took a while because you were going in a different direction with it. Yeah. We're both... I mean, honestly, I'm high too, so it's totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is definitely helping me cope with the heat right now. Yeah. The heat is still insufferable, but at least the weed, like, takes the edge off. I just forget how uncomfortable I am. Yeah. There we go. That's all we really can ask for right now. So anyway... Newell Partridge saw strange patterns on his TV one night. I don't exactly know what that means. I'm assuming in, like, the TV screen either went, like, black or white, and there were some weird, like, symbols or like something. Like, whenever you see, like, a TV go on the fritz in an old movie, like, like one yeah, of those. Yeah, something like that. And then uh, there was an odd noise that followed it right outside the house. So when he went outside to check it out, he saw two red eyes, like, bike reflectors, when he shined the flashlight in that direction. And that also, like, th those events led into the disappearance of his dog as well. Oh, he took the dog? Yeah. So here's the thing, too, is... So you know how I've been reading the Mothman prophecies? Mm-hmm. So 
I, I'm not going to go into like everything from the book, but something that was mentioned in there is that <clears throat> following all these events and like during the time of all the sightings, there were a lot of pets and livestock that went missing. Or there was like the livestock that like ended up being mutilated or found dead. So there was something going around, whether or not it wasn't a, the actual Mothman with red eyes or like whatever else, like the real scientific thing, like may or may not lead to, like that's weird. Like, there yeah, were animal disappearances and like murders. Yeah, exactly, and especially like with uh, Newell Partridge's case, where those two events with the TV and the noise were right before his dog went missing. Like that would that would creep me the fuck or out. Or he's just a shitty dog owner. Or I he's. Don't know. I mean, that's true. We don't know. We don't know Newell Partridge. There is a guy named Dr. Robert L. Smith, or was, I don't know anything about him, at the West Virginia University who rejected the monster theory back then. And he insisted that all of the witnesses saw a large sand hill crane, which is about as tall as like the average man, and, and it has bright red markings around its eyes. Mm, so like I saw okay. a picture of it earlier, just a crane that has big fucking, almost like clown-like... Uh, Red markings. So they could almost be like those head, like those red headlights. Yeah. We were talking about. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, there is. I actually hadn't heard about this. I mean, I fucking love the Mothman, but I'd never heard about the Sandhill Crane theory. I mean, I know cranes are pretty big, so they would definitely be able to fuck a handful of animals up too. Oh yeah, if I saw one of those just like land in front of my car at night and spread its wings, like oh fuck no, <laughs> that would be terrifying. Then just stay in your car. Well, yeah, obviously, but still scare the shit out of me unless it's actually mothman okay that would be fucking cool that would be amazing you'd be the one person in a freaking horror movie to like fangirl before your death i would if hey man dying by mothman that's a cool fucking way to go or you could just not i'm just saying if it's gonna happen fangirl got it (laughs) yeah that's fine um, so some of the people actually theorize that the crane is like mutated and <clears throat> because it, they think it came from the quote unquote TNT area is what it's called. It's a group of nearby military bunkers that used to be used for manufacturing munitions during World War II. Dark. Yeah. Okay. I kind of like the uh, sci-fi twist we just got. Right? So that obviously harbors like toxic materials that would leak from the bunkers into the wildlife preserve next door. So people think like, oh, well, it's completely like feasible that this thing is a mutant. You're fucking with super crane right now? Super crane, yeah. Oh shit, that's exactly what it is. You're right. Well, super crane it is. So fast forward to December 15th in 1967. I think I told you about this, but I don't remember if you really remember it you told me a lot of things but so there is uh sorry the silver bridge collapse is what we're talking about so the silver bridge was built in 1928 to connect point pleasant to gallipolis ohio and at the time cars were much lighter than what they were in 67 okay they were about 1500 pounds versus the uh fourth or yeah, the 4,000 average in 1967. And the engineers had not been very cautious when they were building it. So 
The design that they had had little to no redundancy, which means that if one part failed, there was no way of preventing everything else from failing. That sucks. There was no standard for it. So December 15th, traffic built up on the bridge, like primarily because there was the big holiday rush. And one of the sidebars near the top of the bridge cracked. So cars, pedestrians, all plunged into the Ohio River. That sucks. Yeah. And so this was the second tragedy to occur in Point Pleasant within the year. So, obviously, you put two and two together, one and two together. So it was very easy to connect those. Sure. (laughs) Two bad things happened. They must be related. Well, here's the thing. Also, uh, that book by John Keel, The Mothman Prophecies, he incorporated UFO sightings into his novel about the Mothman and all of the uh, predicted tragedies. And he was really connected. He was making those connections between Mothman and the bridge collapse. He really was the one that like drove that home. So he also used like a men in, like he would take the men in black accounts and uh, connect those as well. It's been a really interesting book so far. I do remember this from Mothman Prophecies now. I've never actually seen the movie. So I'm going exclusively from the book. There was a movie. I could have swore there was a movie we saw that had to do with this specific thing. Oh, I'm sure there was. But it wasn't Mothman Prophecies, I don't think. It was another one with like the... But again, it showed like the... It was like a female detective. She came back. She warned everyone on the bridge and was able to like save a bunch of them before they died. Oh, that's right. We did, uh, I think it might have been on an, it was like maybe an Amazon horror movie, but I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll go look for it again, and then if I find it, then... We did see it this year, though. Yeah, we did. I, I, I remember what you're talking about, yeah. So we'll see if we can find it, and then we'll post it so that everybody else can watch yeah. it, too, because I want to know what we're talking about. Okay, so uh, Men in Black in Point Pleasant and Gallipolis. Uh, John Keel, he actually became very well known in the area for searching for UFO activity. Um, he actually would go around and he would just ask random houses, like out in the farms, like if they had ever experienced any of this stuff. Some of them just like knew who he was because they had experienced it and they were searching for someone. There were a lot of other people who just had no clue who he was, but they were still having those experiences. Huh, so they just still went door. He just went door to door and hit everybody up. Oh yeah, he just like well, he wouldn't just like go door to door. He would just choose randomly, hmm. and so you never knew when he was going to show up. Ooh, yeah, it's like it was. The lottery. It was really interesting. So he became known for searching for UFO activity, and he often would he would just go out and he would sit and watch the skies around the TNT area. Um, and he actually, I remember, and I don't remember exact, the exact details of this, but I remember he and a few of his, uh, companions went into the TNT area and they went into the one of the bunkers. They were looking for Mothman. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah. And so one of the women saw something. And so she got freaked out. They all left. And then they go outside and come to find out that I think they the people who were waiting outside for them on the other side of the fence had seen like the figure of a man and they assumed it was Keel. But then when he actually came running and the other thing disappeared or something, they were like, Oh shit, we just like fucking that. saw the so, moth man. Yeah, if that wasn't you, then what did we just see? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's got some pretty, pretty wild stories. I genuinely want to believe them. So 
I'm just going to say that. So sure. <laughs> yeah. And then we kind of talked, well, mentioned that 2002 film with uh, Richard Gere, mm-hmm. Mothman Prophecies. His character just mysteriously ends up in Point Pleasant after his, like a few years after his wife dies or something. And he has no idea how he got there. And there are locals in the area who also experience premonitions of disasters. And, you know, everybody believes that the Mothman has begun visiting them to just premonition things, just, I guess. Just warn them ahead of time. Warn them. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Premonition them. Yes. Premonition them. Next time I see a manhole cover open for some reason, I'll premonition you so you don't fall into it. Oh, please do. Please do. <laughs> um, anyway, that film really popularized the Mothman as a prophet of doom. And, yes, the prophet of doom. <laughs> I saw your I face. Like this. <laughs> so, the vision of Mothman predicting disasters led some to believe that he was also connected to things like the Chernobyl incident of 1986, the Mexican swine flu outbreak of 2009, and the 2011 nuclear disaster at Fukushima. Wow. Okay. Creepy. And so, and actually, that's actually been extended to like the two towers as well, 9-11. I know there are some people who say that they have seen, like, Mothman around those areas. So if you see Mothman in the area, some bad shit's about to go down. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, yeah, I really want to see Mothman, but at the same time, do I? (laughs) Do I really? (laughs) I hope your answer would eventually be no, but again, fangirl. I know. I would lose my shit if I saw him, but then, you know, there's the, like, Immediate realization that, oh, fuck, I'm probably going to die. Stan girl, excuse me, you're getting upgraded. A Stan girl, oh, thank you so much. Love you. I love you too, asshole. Okay, so sightings now are really far and few between. There, I remember seeing like a few people reported seeing something. There was actually, oh, you know what, I have to show you this picture. Um... There's a guy who believes that he caught Mothman on camera. And I'm going to pause this right now so that I can show you the picture. Okay. That's a terrible quality video, and it's an owl. It is, Yeah, it totally looks like an owl. It looks like arms at first, like, because it looks like it's reaching out. But at the same time, it also looks like talons that are extending upward, which is just like a weird thing for an owl to do. It could also be a really shitty... Like, Halloween store costume version of Owlman from Watchmen. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It but I mean, when, really it, bad when it, like, uh, pulled its wings out and everything, like, it looked like an owl. He had, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that was man enough to be Mothman. I saw frankly. where you're coming from. But, the, like, owls have apparently, like, everyone keeps telling me that owls have really weird, like, legs or, like, lower bodies under its, like, all its feathers. So, like, until I get to see how weird that gets, like... I, that's kind of what I imagine every, from what everyone else's description. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is. And that's where, like, half of the Mothman merchandise has that kind of design rather than the actual, like, bipedal man. Mm, got it. Yeah. But, so I just wanted to wrap up by saying that there is that Mothman festival every September. <laughs> Of course, it's September during your birth month. But, I mean, we could go. But we could do that, though. I have the vacation time. I don't, but I'm sure I could get it. <laughs> it's worth asking. Yeah. 
No, we could totally do that. They have guest can... speakers Ooh. and live bands. They have a 5K run, which obviously we are not doing. But... Do you have to run as awkward as Mothman, or can you run normally? Oh my god, how fucking funny you would that to, like, be? like, crazy legs walk or something? I don't know. Yeah, just, like, waddle or something. Or you could have a group of people just to do that because of the Mothman. That would be there. so funny. Just to be, like, emotional support, or, like... Like moral support, or just for the be, all the people actually participating. That actually could just be one of those like belligerent drunk runs. We're like, hey, it's not really a marathon, even though like six people train for it. The rest of us are just shit faced. Yeah, that works too. They also have bus tours of the TNT area. I mean, I that would I should, I would definitely be down for that. Right, I would want to like drive through there if nothing else. Um, they also have an app. I downloaded it. I don't know if I'm using it wrong or if it's not working properly because it's not giving me much information, but they do have an app, which I think is pretty cool. Moth map? Uh, I don't think it's called that, but it should. That's exactly what it should be called. Listen, listen, Mothman Festival. This guy knows what he's doing. I I don't. I'm really high. I am too. I don't know what I'm doing for you with that. Anyway, there's also the Mothman Museum, which looks amazing. I have it open on my computer so you can look at it after this. But they have archives about the 67 or 66, 67 occurrences in Point Pleasant. They have original press clippings and video footage about the Silver Bridge collapse. Handwritten police reports. That's fucking cool. I'm guessing this is all in the same place of like uh, Mothvest, right? Oh, yeah. It's right next to the Mothman statue in Point Pleasant. There's a statue. There's a statue. Of course there's a statue. It's like this big silver Mothman. And it's like more, it's like the the bipedal man kind of. Mothman. Mothman. What was that? I don't know. Mothman. I was trying to do superhero voice. You kind of went like Elvira goth on me. I mean, M- Mothman? So, kind of? And then oh, now you God. just gave me awkward Mothman? <laughs> anyway, uh, there's also props from the Mothman Prophecies movie. Sweet. Right? Which we need to watch. Yes, we do. It's just you always have to pay for it, so I might as well just buy it on Blu-ray. Um, but there's a lifelike costume replica for photo ops. So, obviously, we're going to get hella photos. Yeah. Oh, no, that is absolutely happening. There's also a Search for Mothman documentary at the museum. Ooh. And there are exhibits on John Keel, Mary Heyer, the Silver Bridge, and the Men in Black. Mary Heyer was involved with John Keel. Okay. And, uh, like I said, it's all right next to the Mothman statue. We are going to get so many pictures when we go. But what do you think of the overall Mothman legend? I, mean, I know you've been super excited for this forever. Dude, I have. I your, fucking love Mothman. This is your single Mothman. favorite cryptid. Yes, absolutely, hands down, 100%. And then, I mean, how it was actually kind of cool how they were relating the, hey, Mothman also could be a UFO, so now here come the men in black. And then, like, I liked how everything's starting to get almost, like, linked. Yeah, no, I think you would actually, like, if you were more into this kind of stuff, you would enjoy the book. Because it's really just a journey of where John Keel starts and goes through all of the townspeople and collects all of these 
experiences. Yeah, but for people who haven't read the books, you know what I do enjoy? The movie. Yeah. Because that took an hour and a half, and that was a lot faster than reading <laughs> a bunch of books. That is very true. Yeah, we'll have to watch that one. So. Cool. So we're going to find Mothman next. Outside of that, this is Chris and Natalie signing off. Bye. Bye.